Hello. Hello, bathers. And welcome to Dispatches from the Communal Bathroom. My name is Sam Bradley. My name is Chris Delamere. And every week we come here into the bathroom. Not every week. No, it's not every week. Every podcast. Every now and then we come here into the bathroom and hang out together, create some things and bring them in and have a look at them. Look them twice over through the mirror. See what they look like from behind. Maybe reflect them in two mirrors (laughs) and see them from various angles and then decide that they need a bit more off the back. But this week in the bathroom... There's loads of people. There's loads it's of people. it's it's crap. It's in the here. most communal bath we've ever had. There's six people in the bath. I hope nobody's got any verrucas. <laughs> so as usual, there's there's me, obviously, and there's Chris. We've sure. got producer Paul, who's reluctantly producing yet again. <laughs> Anything to say about that, Paul? Uh, <laughs> a bit more mellowed out today. Yeah, you were in a bad 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 place last time, but uh, we're in Chapel Town now. So oh, we are in Chapel Town Studios, so not in Producer Paul's flat, so he doesn't have to worry about Anything. upsetting his housemates <laughs> yeah. or you know. So then, also we have, uh, of course, uh, Mayor Gunson. Good evening, electorate. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we have Brad Francisco. Hello. And with Brad Francisco, um, we have someone else. Do you, do you want to in- guest. introduce nope. introduce the guests? This is uh, the angry Swede. <laughs> oh, hello, everyone. <laughs> oh, so we've got okay. the angry Swede. So it's a mixed bag today. <laughs> <laughs> a whole bunch right. of characters in the bath today. Yeah, there might be some uh, Swedish swearing going on later, but oh, that, that should be in P- that's PG thirteen. Well, swearing in a foreign language is part of our bag. Yeah. We've had that before, Definitely. so yeah, it's precedented. Well, terrific. Oh, Chris, what? I forgot. You know, as usual, like with these things, you you build up mm-hmm. to a high peak, and then you sort of cool down afterwards. It's like I don't know, jumping in a hot bath, like the sauna and the plunge pool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I'm gonna peak too soon. Because I thought of the best joke I have ever thought of recently. <laughs> okay. Okay. Are you ready? Are you yeah, ready? yeah. Okay. What fruit can't you push? Right. Everybody have a good think. Uh, is it something? Something? An avocado. Apple. Apple. <laughs> Apple. Oh, that fell pretty flat, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Just missed uh, Isaac uh, Newton's head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer avocado as an answer to <laughs> Like a non sequitur joke Get on with your dispatch Oh wait no we've got It's not just the six of us humans In this bathroom Oh my god But we're, as usual we're joined by our feathered friend Of course John the, John the duck <laughs> He's quiet yeah How's, yeah, it, how's he feeling? He's, he's in a very queer mood today, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Just not, not engaging at all. Oh, he's seen us now. Yeah. Oh, let's listen to his bloody song, then. <laughs> a smile is always on his beak. He helps us know who has to speak. We don't know much about his tale. He has no voice to regale us. He was living with the clouds, but somehow he got posted out now. He's just trying his luck at the internet. He's John, John, John the Duck. He's John, John, John the Duck. He's John, John, John. He's John, John, John. He's John, John, John. The duck. Ooh, and John is in my hands. Uh, so that must mean that the first dispatch of the program today is uh, my dispatch. Actually, it's kind of a, a co-dispatch made with Mr. Brad Francisco. Um, a small art piece, sort of uh, elliptical argument. That we were having, you know, like like um, a circular. Though it's like a circular art piece, um, referencing something that we could do. But maybe if we do this other thing where we talk about the thing that we could do, it will mean 
more. All will become clear. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have no I think, idea what you're talking I about. I think it kind of comes into creating a problem and then solving that problem. But <laughs> then creating the, the problem from the solution. Well, of course, it involved, it involved Brad Francisco, so there was a lot of maths in the <laughs> yeah, dark. So much maths. <laughs> yeah. didn't, didn't make yeah. any sense to me, but I went along with it, uh, and we had a little conversation in the pub, and um, it's called... It's the thought that counts. Um, so what are you getting Yona for your anniversary? Uh, uh, I thought we decided it was going to be this podcast because it's the thought that counts, isn't it? So some kind of internal <laughs> logic going on there. That if we talk about it long enough, the amount of thought that's gone into thinking about what you could get counts more than actually getting something. Yeah. We'd have to we'd have to publish this unexpurgated though, wouldn't we? To really show the whole extent of our thought. <laughs> How much thought? It's an art piece. We're making an art piece. <laughs> Typical of anything to do with you. Well, the thing is though, like, you know, with a present or something like that, you can always go into a shop and buy one like within ten seconds. That's true. And then that really, there's no thought in that. But maybe there is. I mean, there's the thought you chose which shop to walk into. Well, yeah, you, you don't know how much lead-up has involved thinking of getting the perfect thing. Yeah, yeah. The fact that you have, you've managed to zone in on something yeah, yeah. and do that in 10 seconds proves that you've done a lot of base work. But also, like, because, I mean, I've thought about, like, the fact that I like... I like Yona. I want to get her nice things. Yeah, that's nice. But then, you know... You think about it a lot, but you don't do it as often as you should do. Yeah. Yeah. But then I it, think everyone does that. But then sometimes with presents, it is like... You see something in the shop and go like, Oh yeah, that, that's perfect. That sums up all of my thoughts. But that is also really quick. You know, you bought it in 10 seconds. But it's about having those thoughts often enough when you're in a shop, I guess. But isn't it more to do with having her always in your thoughts the fact that you can do that like that inside yeah. five seconds means that you have all your stuff for her is always on your radar yeah i feel like i've been quite busy the last week as well so i've been thinking about it but like the kind of thought that's like i should like i should do something which is like is not like a useful thought to have. <laughs> Thinking I should do something never gets anything done. Just doing something gets something done. It goes back to Sam's, um, his motivational quote that he had, which was just to... Just do it? Just do something. But that's like Nike's motivational talk. Just do it. Well, it's a good one. They sell a lot of trainers, so it must be pretty good. That's true. Just do it. Just do it. Just buy those trainers. Come on. For Yona. No, no, just... Does she like trainers? Could be a good, could be a good one, that, trainers. That's true. Yeah. You're always so sort of scared of buying... Um, clothes. Clothes, yeah. For women in general or for Yona particularly? I think, yeah. I sometimes think about buying something. I often actually think about buying something when I'm in a shop. Like, I feel like that would be really good. And then often I've taken that idea back to her first. <laughs> <laughs> and the idea is not so good anymore. So I'm glad I didn't buy it. <laughs> Hello, darling. I've bought you a gift-wrapped idea. <laughs> What's she like to buy for herself? Like, if she was going to treat herself, what would she get? Candy. Candy? Or sweets. Goodies. Yeah, sweets in Swedish. I'm thinking that, but I'm saying, what would she buy herself if she was to treat herself? Is that the same thing that you should buy someone for a present? Because they're going to always be buying those things for themselves all the time. Yeah, Do you not true. need to do buy them something different, completely different? They even they wouldn't think of yeah, yeah, yeah. so this is the amount of thought that has to go into it you have to think thoughts that they won't even <laughs> yeah. think about now that is a present isn't it yeah. thinking thoughts they but can't that, even think but of but that can also go really wrong as well that's the danger of thinking for someone who hasn't had those thoughts yet sometimes I find with art it's like you have to persuade someone that it's good art as well You're all, it's like the art has to have a context like if you showed like 
anything in the art world pretty much and you didn't explain it in any way it just it wouldn't really be an art piece in a way like it had it had to sort of have a context so it's almost yeah. like with the present when you when you uh, buy someone something that they haven't thought of you have to go like you know how you haven't thought about that well I've have, I have a reason why I bought this for you and this is a reason you mean why like what your mum does on this. Christmas Day is like now I know you've got one of these already or I know you actually wanted this but I've got you this telling them why they, they want yeah. it you're yep. telling her why she wants her present yeah. as she's opening it it's quite patronising very well. patronising yeah. yeah. like my mum once got me um, a telescope yeah a big it's one like, yeah well it didn't work in the end which is typical <laughs> But also, I had never at any point in my life expressed an interest in having a telescope. But you might have discovered a new life for yourself within I that suppose telescope. That's the, well, that's when you get into the issue of parent, parent, presence. parent presence. Because they're, they're more about giving you a chance to explore something you might like that you don't know because you're a kid. Yeah, but old people still need to do that as well. Like, my mum, you know, my mum wants girlfriend to discover to do that. Yeah, something she hasn't discovered yet. Well, she doesn't like games, and I've always wanted to get into games. I don't like games. Yeah, I know. So, do you think then, if you're thinking with your thoughts, <laughs> yeah, do you think there's a game you could, you could Play get her candy. into that she would like? Oh yeah, <laughs> candy game. Just play Hungry Hippo, but with real bonbons or something. Mm. What about like those um, like candy knickers? <laughs> well, I mean that, that's, kind of, that's sort of a game. <laughs> so when you're saying candy knickers, um, you're talking about is that like a thong but with like little sweets all around the string? That's the one I'm envisioning in my mind. I think that's got several flashpoints, hasn't it? Really, because you're buying her clothing essentially. Yeah. Um, sweets which don't last they don't last do they and they only make you fatter so she won't actually be able to fit into her, her candy knickers after she's eaten them I mean it won't be it won't be a, a usable uh, pair of pants after you've eaten the I mean it's, un, it's unusable in every way like it's useless yeah and it's pretty thoughtless, I think, as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's not useless. You use it in roleplay, in a game. Oh, right. There you go. Oh, that was how the game element comes in. Yeah, I was like, well, the game element, the candy element, and the clothing element. The sexy clothing element. up into yeah. one. I think you should definitely get that. That would be a lovely thought and a lovely gesture. So there you go. The, uh, the Yona uh, that was mentioned in there... Uh, in that dispatch, may or may not be the angry Swede that we have with us tonight. Um, so what did you think of our thoughts? I think um, going starting with the thing at the end is that surely you should be buying yourself candy underwear. Because who's going to eat their own? How do you eat your own underwear? I mean, you can't do it while you're wearing it. Oh, yeah. See, this is the thing you didn't think of. You didn't think enough thoughts. You didn't think about it enough. I know there was a lot of thoughts there. See, I completely de-sexed the idea of it. <laughs> like, I was just like, ah, oh, that's, fu- that's funny, but you can't use it as clothes. You can't use it as sweets, really, because it's next to your skin. That's a stupid... And then I was like, oh, yeah, you do... That's like a sexy thing. <laughs> just completely passed me by. <laughs> wow. And we went into a Soho sex shop to buy one. <laughs> We actually bought one. That's that's the other thing we haven't revealed. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> so what did you give Yona for your anniversary? Yeah, a pair of uh, G-string uh, candy, candy G-string. underwear. Yeah. And uh, a bra as well. Did you get that as well? Oh. Yeah, I got the bra as well. You really splashed out. It's a lot of candy on the bra. It's a bigger sort of device. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Yeah, I think the Swede might be getting angry. <laughs> I don't think I should be calling you the Swede, Yona, my darling girlfriend. <laughs> Clawing it all back now. God, you start stealing my ideas. Yeah, I'm, I'm stealing your phrases and everything. <laughs> so there was a there was a lot in there. You, you sort of yeah. rattled rattled through them. No, we did. Yeah. Um, so just doing things was one thing. Just, just doing be, things. Yeah, we just doing we had, something. Yeah. Even just thinking about buying a present is Helps. almost good enough. But also, present buying theory 
is a thing that I've thought about a lot. No, I can imagine you thinking. <laughs> I'm uh, think, thinking about the thoughts that are involved. I think when we got to the point where we realised, where I realised through the verbalisation of it, that you have to try and think thoughts that they're not even going to yeah, think about. Exactly. That I, that blew my mind. I blew my own mind. There. <laughs> <laughs> so the the ideal gift is something which somebody didn't know that they needed. Exactly. That's the ideal gift. That's what you're aiming for. Do you have like a really good um, sort of present buying algorithm in your brain? <laughs> no. So there's. So there's I, two... I get the feeling you're really good at buying presents. I think you should uh, give some examples. Well, so I think the thing that this is actually one of my brother's ideas is to buy always buy something that you don't want, unless you are the same exactly the same as the person you're buying for. Because otherwise, you're buying yourself a present. Yeah, yeah. So you should always not really want the present. But you should think, do they... I mean, it's an act of... Oh, God, we'll get, we're going deep. <laughs> but it's an act of empathy to imagine what another person exactly. would want, but not buy something that you would want. And but, something but that they wouldn't buy it for themselves. Right. Yeah, it's so hard. But that's a, it's a good place to start from, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. to say, I'm going to buy something I don't like yeah, because yeah, yeah. they're another person. Yeah, yeah. But then it, no, it has normal. to fit something they-like yeah, as well. Yeah. It's It's the question of, is this something I find cool and I want them to think I'm cool and I want them to see this cool thing? So I'll buy them that. Because people do that all yeah, the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you should be into this. You oh, you know, you're going to love it. I, I've watched all of it. Or, yeah. you know, people say yeah, that yeah. all the time. So there you go. I yeah. mean, we're adding to the theory here. The other, I think it's funny that you got... <laughs> You got a telescope from your mum, and this That's is the, true this story. is the this is the, the truth. I have asked my parents for a telescope for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> this is no no word of a lie. Yeah. Sally and I have asked my parents for a telescope for Christmas. See, I can see it now. Yeah, I can see the attraction, but at the time, I was just. I mean, obviously, it involves some kind of construction, and that's never. Oh yeah, they're really hard never to something up. that I'm bothered about. See, that's what I'm excited about. Yeah. But go. what yeah. did you want instead, though? I want for nothing, Brad Francisco. Um, and then the, the final thing that I've read <laughs> is um, that you were talking about you always have to justify why art is useful. <laughs> and I've realized that, started realizing that recently. A lot of people do that, especially in sales. Um, we'll get more into my job later, but <laughs> persuading someone that something is useful, whereas it's, it's clearly not that useful. Mm. Like, there's no clear practical use for it. You always hear people on comedy podcasts talking about why comedy is important. It's like, oh, comedy's so important. It's so, oh, it's so important. And normally the less important a thing is, the more people try have to talk about yeah. how important it is. Yeah. It's, you've, you've presented a dispatch that is just, like, full of soapbox topics. It was like, here's various things you can rant about. Oh, at least that's how I took it. <laughs> it's like, here's some ideas you can rant about. You mean like the Morrissey novel that he's recently put out where it's just, oh, it's in Boston in the 1970s, but he'll talk about vegetarianism. He'll somehow get Thatcher in there. <laughs> like, like All of that. Yeah, it's terrible, apparently. Terrible. Uh, I've not read it. Though I did buy it as a present for my brother because I like the idea of it. <laughs> That's so weird. You like the idea of your brother reading it. Yeah, so my brother recently got uh, diagnosed as being type 1 diabetic. So I went to see him in hospital in, in Lincoln, and one of the many presents I bought for him to cheer him up was the, <laughs> was the new Morrissey novel. <laughs> Which is like, you'll like that, it's meant to be crap. <laughs> oh, John, come here. He's swimming over. John's in very strange voice this evening. Yeah, so I briefly alluded to my job earlier. Okay, let me start from the beginning. So I finished my thesis. This has all been very clearly discussed. And then I had I was fun employed, which was the best, by the way. Like it's just the best. I had three weeks, apart from the not having any money, having debt, and becoming more in debt. Other than that part, it was just great. And then I got a job in an office and it's just uh it's very strange it's very strange it's taking some adjusting i mean it's a totally fine job there's nothing to it really do you feel like every day your soul is eroded to a point that you'll never recover any part of your personality <laughs> ever again <laughs> yeah 
Maybe. But what I... Welcome to the club. (laughs) (laughs) But one thing I realised, and I know Brad Francisco has talked about this before, but how you just can't find time to, like, do creative anything. No, I agree with that so much. Everyone talks about that. Everybody does. Because, obviously, I dropped out of university and I started full-time work much sooner than any of you. (laughs) (laughs) You're the old hand at this. And so, let me tell you, I I did full time work before you did. Sorry, I did some of the worst full time work people can do. (laughs) What are you talking about? Sewer maintenance. Oh no, that's just pretty. That's that's better. I did cold call selling insurance. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's the worst thing you could possibly do. That is soul. That is the bottom. Oh, I thought you were talking about the time where you had like the beer flag. (laughs) No, that was at least funny. (laughs) And you, yeah, you had the beer backpack on, and you were selling. Yeah, and someone stole Doncaster races. Yeah, and someone stole my Carlsberg flag. Uh, we can talk about this in our own time. I'd like to know more. <laughs> Temporary catering. And Francis, he like his ridiculous, Maybe charismatic, do- charming ways. He got out of all of it and just like hung out, moving crates of beer around. Whilst I got flags stolen off me and like jeered at by. Yeah, I was just sat in the, at the back. Races. <laughs> we were just that having a so chat. Fair. Like there was hardly any work to do, and you kept coming back, going, "I'm sweating. It's horrible. <laughs> Someone just stole my flag." So, you were like, "Oh yeah, yeah, it's bad back here as well." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do have to do work sometimes, Paul. Anyway, classic tales of 2007 <laughs> aside. Um, Sam, continue. No, I have a job now. Okay, guys. Yeah. God, it's taken long <laughs> enough, hasn't it? Yeah, I had to pay tax. Oh my god. I mean, if we're gonna get into Everybody's this, we're gonna, if we're gonna get into this whole thing, this is right, gonna turn into a panther. You fucking student train card, I man. I still have a real card. <laughs> I'm not happy about that. I think you should be paying the shit tons Proper of tax yeah. for that. <laughs> anyway, we're not. We're getting into really niche territory. Okay. Go on. Yeah. So uh, I've recently got a job. I found it very difficult to do creative endeavours. So basically what I found that I was doing when I was trying to make this dispatch, I had an idea and like a, just a, like a seed of an idea. And normally that would kind of flourish into a whole idea and then I would make the whole thing. Like a beautiful tree. Yeah. But this one was just like, every time I attacked it, I, I would do a little bit more, but it would never, it never kind of came together as a whole thing. Like a withered sapling. And the original i don't know if i should so basically what it is in the end is a combination of various things that i've made over the past couple of weeks and i've just kind of jammed them together and hope for the best but the main sort of arc of this is that today oh you bathers might have noticed how great i'm sounding by the way (laughs) i just sound terrific because i bought a new microphone the same as chris and paul's and a new mic stand and a cable and everything and uh I promptly left the microphone at home. And then this led to a whole endeavour. And it also refers back to last week. The first thing was I was trying to make a song and I was trying to use the philosophy that the red hat man was giving. Oh, right. So don't focus on the instrumentation. Don't, like, be repetitive, but, like, sort of refine it as I go and just, like, use your instincts. Sharpen you now. Sharpening my now. And I just, my instincts, I was just had no instincts. I felt like (laughs) the office had sucked all the instincts away from me. So I was like, stop focusing on the instrument. I was trying to find different instruments and all this. It's like, stop, stop, stop. Just try and do instincts. And it just was going nowhere. And then, and then today I, I needed to catch a train. I had an hour and I had a bunch of stuff to do to catch a train. And I was like, I hope there's no time glitches. And it was just a whole thing. <laughs> so that's, that's what this dispatch is. I finished it. I made the whole thing on the train, put, put it all together on the train here. So, you, so I don't know what it, what it's I haven't like actually really. listened to it all the way through. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, let's just go for it. Yeah. Hello bathers, I've just left my office job in Hoxton, East London, I'm just going to get the train now and what I've realised is I bought a brand new microphone, brand new mic stand and all this good stuff. I brought the mic stand, I brought the mic cable, I brought the mic holder but forgot the microphone. So we've hatched a scheme with my darling girlfriend Sally for her to leave the microphone in St Pancras somewhere in a bush or something and then I'll get it and then everything will be okay. I have 58 minutes until the train. So there are three potential outcomes. One is that it all works out, I find the microphone. Two is I don't find the microphone and it's lost forever. 
and I'm forever silent. Or three, uh, either Sally or I will be arrested for hiding a very suspicious package close to St Pancras Station. And, to add further complications, I have our lovely sawflies with us. In the definition of a suspicious package, in a brown cardboard box, medium-sized, held together by tape, and making strange creaking and grunking noises. just at Highbury in Islington, I've just heard from Sally that the microphone is in the Benugo van, whatever that means. I'm in St Pancras station in the underground and I'm looking for the Regent's Canal exit. That's the exit you always want to take out of St Pancras. It's got this like really cool corridor but it's really hard to find. Oh I've gone the wrong way. I've gone the wrong way. Time is 2.27 so I have half an hour to collect this microphone from the van, the mystery van. Oh where am I? King's Cross, now I'm King's Cross station. This could have screwed me, my ambition to find the best exit might have screwed me. I'm underground somewhere, trying to find a way out, like a mole, in a mole hole built by another mole, you know, like, because you don't know your way around. Tortoises are quiet and down, um, not quite scratching around, scaring people. Oh no, oh I've done. I don't know if I found it yet. It does have a sign, but you never know. Bam! That's so good. It's so trippy. Fantastic. Love this. Oh, it's great. Alright, I'm back above ground. And I'm in Granary Square, walking up towards the canal. Hopefully that's where Sarty's left it. Okay, will this man have my microphone? So I'd say, oh, soon he's buy a coffee off him. Oh no, this is stressful. Tortoises look stressed, but that's because they're in a box and don't know what's going on. Shit, I've misjudged this. It's not where I thought it was. Where's Benugo? Where is that? Is it in the station? Oh god, the van was hidden behind the fence. But I found it. Okay, I'm approaching the van now. Hello. Hi. Hi. My girlfriend left a microphone with you, possibly. Yeah. She left a microphone? Microphone? Yeah, a little package. Yeah. Microphone? Seriously? Yeah, was there another person here? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's okay. it. Perfect, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, great. That's great, thanks. Uh, can I get a cappuccino as well, please? Okay, bathers, so successfully got the microphone. And I have... 20 minutes to get my tickets and some food and the train. Shit. Alright, here we go. Hopefully there's no time glitch. Let's do this. It's raining. I can see St Pancras. Such a great train station. My favourite train station. So good. But, can I do it? Time is compressing. Every minute counts. I'm in St Pancras station. I've bought a ticket. I've bought a sandwich from Pret. I've got 10 minutes before the train goes. Oh. Time has compressed. It's been a really long 10 minutes. Does the piano have anything to do with it? I don't know. The fact it's just so good. Looks great. The ceiling. Something about it. So good. My ticket was accepted through the barriers there. Okay, I'm on the right platform. My coffee's leaking. The tortoises are stressed out. I'm stressed out, I'm sweating, heavy breathing, I'm hungry. I got the microphone. Great. There you go. I got the microphone. Um, so my question is, do you not communicate with your girlfriend? Like, you didn't know where the bagoon... Benugo. Benugo. Oh no, I, I vaguely had an idea of... Well, you just ring her whilst you're there and you <laughs> yeah, go... Yeah, that was a bit weird. Why, tell where me where that is. is. 
Oh, it's on that bridge by that. And I'll go, oh, right, yeah, great. So the interesting part about this is that Sally was giving blood at the time. <laughs> so it was... Any old excuses. Yeah. <laughs> so it was... I was at work. She was going from home to give blood and via St. Pancras. So then I had to go to St. Pancras to get the thing. But she was giving blood. And so it was just... It was a whole thing. The other thing as well was... Uh, at the point when the lady went, uh, what? Microphone? What? what? My heart was in my mouth, even though, <laughs> yeah. even though I can see it. Yeah. You have it here. You brought I'm literally it with talking you. on it right now. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, I hope he got it. It's because I dropped out my reggaeton beat and uh, yeah. was bringing I back my garage of, beat. I like some of those uh, street noises that you incorporated into the beats and stuff. I thought the, the kind of smashing yeah, glass was a bit worrying. <laughs> Was that a, yeah, sam- but that's was a that sample or was that something? Yeah. Oh, so okay. part of this is I've discovered how to use samples on Reaper oh, and right. make beats. So I made a garage beat and every yeah, every garage beat has a screeching car noise and, uh, you know, breaking glass. Yeah, um, so. What does Mayor Gunson think about uh, donating blood? How, what would yeah, are you for or against? Your, in, your, in your future Sheffield, what would that, you know, would it be compulsory? Oh, absolutely. Compulsory for the under fives. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. I think I think Mayor Gunson would be would be saying like like Mad Friday would now be like donate blood and then all, let's all get pissed after. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get pissed on the cheap. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, no custard cream cup of tea, Malaki. Can you? Uh, can you? Use <laughs> Waste the of taxpayers' money. That's what that is. The biscuit. The oh end. God, we got him now. Pay for your own pint. That's what I was. <laughs> Sick of it. But yeah, I'm, so I, I purposefully wanted to make a garage beat, the Amen Break, which was in there, oh, was and uh, the uh, reggaeton beat. And then whilst I was making the reggaeton beat, I realised that I have a new future career that I want to do. What's that? Reggae dance hall DJ. All right, yeah. So I downloaded a, a series of... You will have heard the lasers in there uh, from the sample pack that I downloaded. So expect more of that in the future, I think. Okay. <laughs> With a sort of sound art journey background well, as well. Well, I wanted that... to make a legit... Because you might be making a brand new thing there, like train... <laughs> train train, train, train quandaries <laughs> plus dance hall. Train, train hall. Train hall. Train hall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, so the next one is my dispatch. So John the Duck is coming over to me. <laughs> ah, thank you, John. <laughs> nice to see you. <laughs> it's nice to see you too. I think that's what he said there. The the next little dispatch is a live uh, recording from a comedy venue called The Mirthworks, uh, featuring Gary Arsehole, whose entire comic output is to do over-analysis of idioms. So it's Gary Arsehole, idiom comic. Next, uh, at The Mirthworks tonight, please welcome onto your stage, it's Gary Arsehole. Hello, hello, good evening. Thank you, no, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So, uh, anyone in tonight like idioms? Yeah, I love them. Yeah? Idioms. You know. They're old phrases that people say that don't make any sense, but they say them all the time when they've got nothing to say. Yeah? Idioms. Nice, yeah. So, oh, idioms. What have we got? I've known you, I have, I've known you since you were knee-high to a grasshopper. People say that, don't they? Knee-high to a grasshopper. Knee-high to a grasshopper. I always think that's quite, that's quite small, isn't it? Unreasonably small. It's an unfair comparison to make. The only time anyone is ever uh, the height of the knee of a grasshopper is in utero. Uh, the only time they'd ever be that small is in the womb. Uh, so, 
you know it makes no sense because at what point are you going to be encountering a grasshopper uh, within the womb uh, to compare do you know what I mean the only people who can say genuinely I've known you since you were knee high to a grasshopper are twins because they know each other from the earliest womb times don't they uh, but then you get into the whole argument of when does life start because if they were that small these twins in the womb they wouldn't have had the cognitive function to know uh, nor the knowledge of a lower leg length of any variety of grasshopper with which to compare their siblings height it just seems it seems an un- unuseful and unreasonable comparison also also the grasshopper lies on its front so really its key dimension is length rather than height but that's typical of our selfish anthropomorphic vision of the world that we would make this grasshopper conform to our ideas of vertical extension rather than its own more horizontal leanings what we're referring to is probably its elbow you know, it's knee. It's just an elbow, probably. It's f- it sticks out a bit. As it sticks out a bit on, because mate. it kind of bend. So it seems it seems rather daft to have picked the grasshopper to compare human height to uh, what with the grasshopper's permanently bent limbs. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? Knee high, knee high to a grasshopper. Why? Just say as high as a grasshopper. That's still quite small. I like that you heckled yourself off the stage. (laughs) (laughs) It was pretty (laughs) god-awful. Really, really terrible material. Um, I like how someone also said, I paid a lot of money for this. (laughs) I'm wondering how much money that actually was. Well, I wondered what you'd... um, What you did here, like, there was... There was a very short bit of someone saying, can you do another idiom? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, uh, champing at the bit, for example, I think was the one that uh, that particular audience member was hoping to hear about. Um, really, really good. Loads of material on champing at the bit has Gary Arsol. He's, he's really good at his idiom comedy. Did you have to come up with a whole long list of idioms beforehand then? No, I just had I just had the one idea about <laughs> idiom. I, just because knee high to a grasshopper is a really stupid phrase. Just say as high as that. That was my main point. Just say as high as a grasshopper because that's still really fucking small. Yeah, you're turning into your comic now. No, I know. <laughs> I mean, you know, it was me, it was it was you me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. I was, oh. Doing a, I was doing a piece, doing a piece. Oh, yep. I see. Yeah, doing a piece there. Oh, piece you know, dispatches. Right. That it's all you know, a, a moment of. So you play. have you have written this comedy bit now, which means it is plausible that you could perform it, um, live. Well, in yeah. front of an audience. I mean, we know we know some. Com- uh, I mean, you bombed in front slots. of yourself, so <laughs> it's only up from there. You can, you're, you're your own worst <laughs> critic, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I'm sure you've got some comedy friends, Chris. Um, I have some comedy acquaintances, and I'm sure some of those would be happy to get in touch with you and put you in front of an audience. Well, they can uh, DM me on SoundCloud. No, that's not how SoundCloud works. <laughs> that's not how SoundCloud works. <laughs> uh, well, they can uh, retweet me on Facebook or something like that. That's yeah. not how that works. Or hand you a copyright infringement notice on SoundCloud. Oh, yeah, we have had that. That's, that's oh, my some good. interesting news of our recent SoundCloud adventures. All right, let's get into it. So we are now on SoundCloud on... Um, what is it? Soundcloud.com forward slash communal hyphen bathroom. And I put all the episodes and all the dispatches on Soundcloud. Now, as regular bathers might know, we've had various flirts and dalliances with copyrighted material in the past. But sort of a game of musical chairs, I like to think of it yeah, as. Yeah. Only little bits and pieces. I mean, I've straight up used copyrighted songs. Chris was getting worried because he um, had reappropriated folk music. Yeah. No, I I think all of mine is legit, actually. Because yeah. I I've only really ever steal fifteenth century folk tunes. Um. <laughs> but we received a notification from the robots at SoundCloud 
to say that a certain dispatch by one Brad Francisco had been taken off our SoundCloud page because of copyright infringement. Now, Brad Francisco, what do you have to say for yourself? Uh, even bad press is good press. <laughs> <laughs> There's no press though. It's like <laughs> it's an internal memo. <laughs> and we, now, have, we have removed some of your content from the internet. You have less press. Maybe I should rephrase like, that. Any algorithmic robot is, <laughs> is, is a, a good, good algorithmic, algorithmic robot. <laughs> and scene. Um, <laughs> how, how do we feel, guys? <laughs> So we've had some interesting emails in our uh, email inbox at communalbathroom at gmail.com. Apart from the ones telling us that we have infringed copyright. Apart from that one, but we had one where it was, uh, I I believe, an astronaut from uh, the United States of America uh, wishing to seek some assistance and uh, trying to look for a a man, a man partner. Um, I passed this on to Chris because I thought he might be interested in this. Always interested, yeah. And uh, how did it go? Did you respond? Uh, I didn't. uh, No, I did some Google research and it's quite a well-known spam. Oh. <laughs> that was it. That was the end of it. I think at some point, I think in some point, the, whoever this lady was was involved in some kind of blackmail, sex scandal thing or something. Um, ah. If she didn't, that's not true. <laughs> just, just for the sake of the, we did actually the say it was. Um, uh, and I just looked it up, and the first thing that came up on Google was well-known, well-known uh, email <laughs> spam. So uh, as you'll see, Nigerian ha- prince sort of level, you know. We haven't received very many emails. No, no. <laughs> that, can, to say that that was a highlight is it, it's probably oh showing God, you how little we get. I can one hundred percent guarantee that you guarantee you that if you email us, we will read it yeah. and really take it very seriously. And that's what's happened to this other email, which was from what? What was the email, Chris? Uh, it was from. It was from Savannes, Savans. Yeah, from uh, Nate- pa- Pagan Death Metal. So there's a lot. Well, that was the uh, Gmail. That was the email address, but spelled out. Uh, some of the characters were spelled out in numbers, so it was a it was a really deeply hidden code, which actually I didn't spot, but you spotted. <laughs> I spotted straight away because I have a certain friend who is quite interested in fitting together three different kinds of music into its own original genre and knows how to set up certain email addresses and is in the room perhaps and is called brad francisco yeah but he seems to be denying <laughs> this as we talk he, to him. like full-on blank to the point that i starting to believe him <laughs> yeah i'm starting to believe him like he's every time we've raised it with him he's gone what <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean what do you have to say for yourself I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Our anonymous dispatch, which is not so anonymous now, because it's... Y- <laughs> you- no, it's not. Maybe, uh, isn't it? I thought he was really going to walk into it then. Um, going to have to listen to it. Just, just listen gonna, to it. Yeah. I, have you listened to it yet, Chris? No. Okay. Well, we haven't listened to it, so let's... Listen to it. Yeah, okay, let's listen okay. to it. Yeah, okay. go. Here yeah. we go. Name
good. I really enjoyed that. I feel like my mind has been reprogrammed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it says a lot about our listenership. Uh, the uh, the only emails we get are um, <laughs> spam emails from US astronauts and stuff like that. <laughs> wow. So that wasn't so you, it wasn't yours. That wasn't yours, Brad. No, I don't. I've, I've never heard that before. Uh, I'm gonna go on record saying that my my other hunch is John the Man. John the Man, perhaps. Or or there was a previous one, um, the the bathroom storm. Yeah. Featuring uh, resident rook, as we called them. Yeah, yeah. I think that might be a resident rook side project. Ah, perhaps. Um, yeah. Didn't you have one on a previous? Have you found out all of the mysterious... Come no, on, no, yeah. no, what's, Go on, no, what, what do you well, want to say? You've what got something you got to say. say. Come something on. to say. What, from the previous ones? No, no, I'm I'm like, I'm like on the edge of my seat from the previous oh, ones. okay. It seems <laughs> like there's a running theme of people that... Are, Wait, this are, is like, the submitting. third dispatch that hasn't had a human name to it. Yeah. <laughs> I suspect they're all from the same person. Possibly. Well, keep Certainly sending them in. Yeah, no... <laughs> Saves us some work. <laughs> I enjoyed that though. I, no, I, that I started really, to really I good. started to slide back in my seat because I wanted to sort of enjoy it in a meditative kind of way. I mean, I was going to do that, but I thought I might wake up like three weeks later. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's happened? Come to the bathroom. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's move on to the next dispatch, which is mine again. Is that correct? I think it is correct. John's eyeing me up. He knows. He knows. <laughs> That's right. Short but sweet today. He is in strange voice. <laughs> um, so, um, producer Paul, could you care to tell me what the name of the one that I'm doing is called? Nursery Rhyme Medley. Oh, okay, so this is this is some stuff that all of you guys will have heard before with um, so there's three nursery rhymes um, some you'll have heard before and one you haven't heard before um, just for your listening pleasure. <laughs> Fish Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Then I let it go again. Why did you let it go? Because it bit my finger so. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, th- those are some uh, classics. Oh, classics. Uh, I mean, ha- handpicked, I have to say, handpicked from the Christopher Delamere song archive, Lucky Pipe. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 and the uh, Grand Old Duke of York. It's some classic. You burned a CD for me once. Part of the reason we're doing this podcast is because of those songs. Yeah, because of a 10 year archive of crap like that. They just. You burned a CD and those two songs were on it. And like that just sat in my like music library for five years or whatever, and wow. it would just come round every now and then and be like, "Oh yeah, that's nice." They all have a different kind of feel as well, because uh, the first one I'm in my head, I'm clearly aping Kevin Ayres, who maybe you don't know who that is, 
but uh, I am. <laughs> uh, he was in the Soft Machine uh, with Robert Wyatt and some other guy, and they toured with Hendrix in '68. Um, you know, uh, sort of progressive uh, pop, um, psych, uh, prog kind of stuff. You know, you know Soft Machine, mm. Brad. Yeah, yeah. It yeah, remind yeah. it also that first one always reminded me of like uh, Brian Eno's like sort of turn on the warm jets kind of. Oh, that's m- that's mellow, a compliment. That's great mellowness. Yeah, and then uh, Baba Black Sheep, obviously um, influenced by the South Yorkshire folk uh, tradition. <laughs> well, that's as I have been a, 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 a lot in a the lot past recently, couple of years. Yeah, because yeah. there's all those choral pieces. I realise this listening back to old dispatches. You're always doing these big choral pieces. These well, days. you know what this that is. is like you know your... what that is. Uh, it's just really quick to do. <laughs> 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 well, no, I genuinely I started writing loads of a cappella stuff like about. When I first moved to Chapeltown, actually, about a year and a half ago, and oh. I did all of these things, and I want to put them on here, actually, because they're really good, and I've never put them out anywhere. So the, there was that one, and then there was a Grand Old Duke of York done, um, I'm thinking now, looking back, in sort of 2005 Arctic Monkey style. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, they go... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And, um, yeah. There you go. So it's very good. Those, those blast, blast from the past. What did I, I wanted to lead into something uh, on the back of that Instagram thing, but maybe we've just run out of time. We were, were kind of what, like what? No, you can lead into. Uh, it was the idea of maybe what would a modern nursery rhyme be about? <laughs> well, what are the old ones about? Well, they're all sort of stuck in. They're all stuck in sort of nineteenth-century folk England. Uh huh. And it, isn't it generally just about don't. Don't muck, don't muck about, you'll die. Ours <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> have to be about like be safe on social media. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take revealing selfies of yourself. <laughs> don't run into the motorway. Yeah. So Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail. I mean, they were just doing a normal everyday errand. Yeah. And they'd be died, like, Jack asked Jill to take died. a revealing <laughs> selfie. <laughs> isn't, it, isn't, it, isn't it about the return? It's, it's all about their professions and then payday, isn't it? And then paying tax because that black sheep had to give some to the master, then some to the dame. Then there was a little lad down the oh. road before he even got a cut himself. That so, sounds like it could be an Uber thing, you know, like Uber cars, like paying some to the app, <laughs> <laughs> paying some for the I'm subsidized thinking, hybrid car. In the brave new Mayor Gunson world, what, what would the black sheep have to pay to the man, yeah. to the man, to the dame, and to the kid? Oh, well, nothing to the dame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wink, wink. Fucking hell. Way, way to appeal to your electorate uh, by marginalising 50% of them. Oh, no, for all the female we... listeners out there. <laughs> no, we we have uh, special opportunities for the dames, which will be uh, <laughs> revealed at the hustings. Special opportunities hell? for the dames. Oh. Do you guys need to do step do, in? Do you have and... a scholarship programme for the little boy down the lane that he can get involved in? Yes. Um... All will be revealed at the hustings. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Do not worry. You're in safe hands, electorate. Um, running, running still primarily on the abolition of coins ticket. Uh, yeah, that okay, was let's not, that was let's Mayor not... Gunson there. So, uh, so he he's we gonna... might have to have a word with his PR team because that kind of <laughs> was a Chris, bit out there. Chris, I'll we his PR team. Uh, God, yeah, and God help him. Yeah, <laughs> so, but, uh, no, no, no. These are just these are these are works in progress, aren't they? Like they're ideas that we're formulating, workshopping, exactly, and, and running past the electorate, if and then can... we're we're gonna we're gonna figure out the details if when it comes to the hustings. You can't speak freely. How can you not be? Exactly. How can you be a political but, radical? But Daniel, I think what's happened here is. Daniel, has just briefly taken a little flight of fancy sideways from his core principles, which are, let's reiterate them, the uh, abolition of coins. The abolition of coins. Turning off the internet. Yeah. Um, uh, restricted internet per person usage per day. Maximum two hours. Diem. Yeah. No smoking at home. No smoking at no home. No smoking at home. Do I go to the pub more? I think that, <laughs> yeah. that was the general idea of that one. Exactly. Uh, okay. Yeah. And the other core values in that, as a team, that's what we stand behind. Yeah. Uh, and any previous utterance that marginalised 50% of the electorate... No, 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 we're just working... We're just gonna, there's there's going to be special interests right. for them when we come to the hustings. And, when any, we li- come to and the hustings. any little boys down the lane or any dames uh, out there, come along. Uh, yeah, I think you'll, learn, you'll learn a few things. How's the, how's the angry Swede? 
still angry. She's, the, angry. she's brewing. Brewing. She's I mean, brewing. I, is she being made angrier or less angry from the policies of Mayor Gunson? Well, very angry. I think I'm lack of angry. vocalization denotes further <laughs> anger. It's, further it anger. says it all. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's all in the silence. <laughs> well, bathers, it's actually my turn for a dispatch right now. And uh, what I've realized over time is that we are very bad at the ending of our podcast. We do a terrible job. You will have noticed last week we just said the email address like four or five times. Uh, and it just it's just a complete disaster. So, yeah. <laughs> this week, I have outsourced the dealing with the ending of the podcast oh, uh, to housekeeping. Because a lot of people call this kind of thing housekeeping. And uh, so, you know, I've just had housekeeping deal with it. Come in after hours and just clean up after us so you're saying i can i can pour my final glass of wine and just be done with it that's this is the show <sighs> yeah i mean we should probably come in at the end and say bye to the bathers but i don't know. know if we if housekeeping has done their job properly <laughs> <laughs> we won't have to do any of those finer touches i guess so all right yeah let's just do that so has housekeeping come in and rearranged our towels into the shape of uh, some kind of animal because <laughs> that would be the finer touches i'm hoping for in this in this uh, sort of tie-in. Tie well, I mean, uh, it's one of those things, Chris, you know, they're only here for a set amount of time and because we leave the bathroom in such a mess. So they're just going to do core work, just a lot of bleach. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of a bleach. Lot of bleach. Uh, All right, yeah. so I guess we could just check out because housekeeping are going to take care of the rest of it, really. All right. Um, so uh, let's go around. Uh, Producer Paul, how was your time in the bathroom this week? Squeaky clean. Squeaky clean. Squeaky clean. Very nice. Mayor Gunson, any final words? Um, No, I think I've done enough damage. (laughs) Uh, uh, I think you need to issue a statement. I'll I'll issue a statement in due course. Okay, very good. look forward to that. I'm sure it will be very well thought out. Um, uh, Brad Francisco? All's good. Brilliant. I have nothing to add. No maths in the dark tonight. No No, maths in the dark. No Dark. watching the church at night. No. No sack full of pride and a thirteen oysters. <laughs> trying to well, they always the say. Poem. Yeah. Well, they always say the the rhyme is smarter than the poet. And uh, Great. Uh, uh, angry Swede over there. How how are you? Now now's your time. <laughs> See you thing with anger. You can really go See out with a, really go out with an angry bang. I will be really angry after this. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay, so my name is Sam Bradley. My name was Chris Delamere. It still is. It will be. This has been, will be, and from now until forever, be dispatches from the communal bathroom. Thank you, bathers, for listening. And um, don't forget to wash behind your ears. Bye. Bye. Housekeeping? Oh, bloody hell! Look at the state of this place! Those boys always mess it up right at the end, and I have to bloody come in here and clean it all up! First of all, let's start with their website, communalbathroom.com, for all the episodes and all the show notes. Cool, look at the state of it though! Have you never heard of Squarespace? Squarespace is the only one platform for building your own... Oh, hiya, John, love. I didn't see you there under all that loo roll. What do you mean they aren't sponsored by Squarespace? Every podcast is sponsored by Squarespace. Oh, I see what you mean, John. But I tell you what, sometimes I don't even like to listen to podcasts. I just like to sit in the bath and put on an audiobook from audible.com what they're not sponsored by audible either what two-bit operation is this i ought to send them a letter fortunately with stamps.com i can buy and print official us postage right from my bathroom office them too come on now john harry's razors i mean i mean they're it's a bathroom pocket what casper mattresses Fracture?
Chapeltown Grill? Right. Well, that explains why the checks they've been giving me don't work. That and they were written in biro or bog roll. Anyway, let's clear this mess up and lay it out all nice and neatly on their SoundCloud page. Soundcloud.com forward slash communal hyphen bathroom. <laughs> but I'm certainly going to send them a few words about this on Twitter at communal bathroom. <laughs> but I still like them. On Facebook forward slash communal bathroom. <laughs> all clean, John? <laughs> oh, yes. And if you're listening through the pipes, send us a dispatch. Communalbathroom at gmail.com. <laughs> you know what I always say, John? Blue for your loo, pink for your sink. 